Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank We're not going to talk about AIDS for an hour It's fine (laughs) Did you start recording while I said that? Yeah I hate you I hate you Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank The show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb I'm Jamie Loxton, and with me as always, preparing himself for this episode, is my co-host Alexander Gillespie. How are you, Al? (laughs) Hyperventilating, apparently. Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Um... Watch this last night. Yeah, Yeah. I'm ready to go. Okay, that's good. Nothing interesting happened to you this week? Um, oh yeah, so I went to my baby cousin's uh, second birthday cool. I don't mean my baby cousin in the sense most people do By which they mean a 16 year old who's getting very drunk But actually a baby, well we're talking about now um, And I found out that the IT uh, children's TV show is called Waffle And it's about a miniature poodle called Waffle And you know what, Waffle the dog, real cute, okay Pretty much every one of her presents, waffle-related. Now I know what to get her for Christmas, so I, too, am the best uh, elder relative in her family. More waffle stuff. You had waffle a better time. All the time. You had a better time with family than I did. I was, it was my brother's 30th, and uh, we had uh, baby cousins uh, round, and um, one of them's four, so uh, is at the age where they won't stop talking. Uh, and additionally, uh, we have an Alexa, and... Oh baby, never teach an, never teach a four year old what an Alexa is or that they can control it by speaking. Because boy howdy, if we didn't listen to a fucking baby shark four times in a row, and you know what? That's a bad enough song anyway. The fact that that's like a year old meme at this point made it even more painful. <laughs> it was very upsetting. I I looked forward to the day uh, if it ever comes uh, where you experience the joys of father. Because, oh boy, do I expect to be getting a lot of just like Facebook messages of your face being like, it won't stop. There are two bold assumptions you've made there. Firstly, that anyone would love me enough to let me come inside them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And secondly, that we're still going to be friends when that happens. Oh, <laughs> a man can change. And you know, Alexander. Our is never going to die. We're never going to stop doing this, damn it. Alexander, you know why we won't be friends? Why? Where is my birthday present? Oh, my God. You know what? I got an email today. Last Friday, I sent an email saying, hey, where is this present again? And do we have a date on it? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. Got an email reply from them today being like, uh, it's meant to meant to come between 10 to 12 business days. To which I replied, today is day 11 business day. Does that mean it's coming tomorrow? So if it does come tomorrow, I'm going to be so overjoyed. And if not, I'm going to get my money back and try and order it again from somewhere else. Because <laughs> oh several God. months in. I know. My dear listeners, it is September 16th. <laughs> My birthday is June 29th. 
that is so long ago. I did a bit about how long ago it was, and that was two weeks ago. That's true, that's true. I, I, to be fair, to tide you over, I gave you a 130-hour game to play in the meantime. Yeah. Full of weird Japanese uh, creepy teachers. <sighs> and, um, you know, dudes called Matarame. Uh, so Alexander this week we're discussing Philadelphia uh, normally I would do a long convoluted thing about you know the aliens and whatever if anyone's a new listens to this there's aliens you know they've come down they want us to prove our worth and to join the United States of space we're mm. doing that by showing them Tom Hanks movies mm. but we're reviewing Ooh, Tom Hanks yeah. movies per week mm. and deciding whether they're worth showing to the aliens Good and we'll try to yeah. save humanity right. that's enough there's about 19 more mythologies to do with flex and whatever but we don't have time because it's a big film this week it's Philadelphia it's 1993 it's, it's, it's all Oh, it's Tom Hanks' big drama role. So we've got to dive right into it. Of course, we're always going to do a little bit of historical context and then a little bit of a show context. We're still in 1993, so it's still... It's still me teaching you about 1993. Next week will be your 1993 quiz. But that's 1994 next, isn't it? Yeah, but we're doing Streets of Philadelphia, so... Oh, yeah, it, it, it's a music video. I thought I thought we might need a little bit more... You know, a little bit of content for next week's sure, ones, sure, whereas sure, I thought sure. this one we probably didn't need much content. No, um, and I haven't given you all the information about 1993 yet, Al. No. We've only done January through August. We've, oh. of course, got the last four months, oh. which are September, Numbers. October, November, Numbers. and December. Numbers. You should listen carefully, Al, because what months are in the year will be in your quiz. First comes Noonberry, then comes Lenny <laughs> And of course, dear listeners, you can also take part in our quiz next week. So do listen closely, do revise as we plough into September through December of 1993. UKIP is formed, created. That's all I've got on that. Additionally, the BMP also wins its first council seat. 1993, not a good year. I don't uh, think they have any more council seats now. I think we, I think no, we, no, I think no. They we, are dead now. Yeah, they are fully dead. They've great. just morphed into sure. the Brexit party. It's great fun. Woo-hoo! Anyway, uh, England failed to qualify for the 1994 World Cup. Uh, it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Scotland did qualify. Wales, uh, Wales didn't. Yes! So, uh, get in there, my boy. Um, Meatloaf's "I Do Anything for Love" is released. What a what a what a gem, Jamie! Can we? Uh... Oh no, no, we no, we can't hear. I can't. This is coming out uh, in. Oh, I want to say six hours, Al. I'm not doing any fucking editing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's uh, number one in 28 countries. That. Of course, That's it a lot is, of Jamie. It's one of the best songs of all time. I want to know what he won't do for love. That. I mean, me genuinely fucking anything Al Jesus Christ um, um, Boris Yeltsin is dismissed as the Russian president Lennox Lewis knocks out Frank Bruno to defend his heavyweight title no neither of those people are either you've, of them Sugar Ray no no you've, ne- you've never heard of neither Lennox Lewis or Frank Bruno they're not like Sugar Ray no, so no. Well, you genuinely have never heard of those two people they are very famous British boxers <laughs> Okay, cool. Not, um, your your parents starved you of information as a child. Hey, I, I can <laughs> quote the first ten series of The Simpsons pretty much <laughs> off my heart, okay? Uh, Michael Jordan announces his first retirement, having won three back-to-back NBA rings. He would come out of retirement about 18 months later and go on to ring three, win three more back-to-back rings. Can I ask, and I may be getting him confused with Magic Johnson, does he go to play baseball during this period? He does. 
He does. He, well, he, does well, no, no, Michael Jordan goes retires to make Space Jam. Is what he does. Really? No. Um, the there is a uh, a conspiracy theory out there yeah. uh, that he was actually done by the league for uh, gambling, but because he was the star of the league, they didn't want it to be a big scandal. So yeah. they were like, "Hey, can you just like retire for eighteen months?" And he was like, "Yes, yeah, sure, I'll sure, go play so baseball." Because his dad didn't uh, like basketball. That's apparently his dad. This is the fun fact to know about this. Okay, his dad never really liked basketball. His dad always wanted him to be a baseball player. Yeah. So he went off played for the minor leagues, and then yeah, eighteen months later, was like, "Nah, I'm not really good at this." Yep. Better at basketball. Um, Giuliani. He's been referenced many Giuliani. times. Giuliani. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, you do. Ruins it. New York. Let me tell you about New York before Giuliani. You could get a sandwich the size of your arm. Also filled with hookers. It was beautiful. Well, you could no longer get a sandwich for the size of your arms filled with hookers in 1993 because he became the first Republican mayor of New York Ooh, since 1965. Giuliani. Additionally, Snoop Doggy Dog releases Snoop his, also known as Snoop Lion, also known as Snoop Dogg, uh, Snoop also Disney. known as, I want to say Reggie Jackson, but I might be incorrect, um, releases his first album called Doggy Style. Uh-huh. And it goes on to win Billboard Album of the Year. Now, Alexander, do you reckon you could name any of the songs on that album? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to say there's one you might know. Um, the one in Pitch Perfect. Give me a second. Give me a second. Got to bag it up. Ayo, 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 ayo. No diggity. Nope. Oh, no, then. Nope. What's the, um, what's the oldest what Snoop Dogg? No, that's nope. not Shaggy. What's the oldest Snoop Dogg Are song you, you can think of? Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey. No, nope. di- no diggity. Nope. Diggity dog. What, what if I, what if I, what if I do to do this for you, Alexander? Rolling down the street. Smoking endo. Sipping on. Come on! My blendo. No! My my doobie, my, my drugs. Gin and juice, my dear friend. Rolling down the street, smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice. Nah. Reggie Jackson was a baseball player. Cool. Sick. Got that wrong. Yeah. Whatever, that was a guess. Fuck off. And finally, uh, the Wait, last... Fun fact about Snoop Dogg. Went to the same high school as Cameron Diaz. And yeah. uh, was known for doing drugs. Yeah. 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 Cool. Big surprise. Fun fact. Um, and the final uh, fun fact about 1993 is uh, actually technically a French thoughts because it comes from dear friend uh, of the podcast, Becca Schwartz, shop, shop, has shop, sent shop, in shop, French thoughts before, uh-huh. uh, who sent in a French thought to say that she thought in the historical context should be that she was born on November 4th, 1993. So, yeah, that's one of the historical contexts. Now, if you, dear friends, want to write in at a later date about tell to tell us your birthday and you us it. mention it in her dog context, we'll do it. The if we've already you passed your birthday, well, fuck you. You didn't have the, the can-do business... Well, I couldn't think of the word. Entrepreneurial spirit of dear Becca Schwartz to write in and, and, and mention it to us. So you've missed your opportunity for all time, you dumb fucks. Yeah. But Jamie, I don't think there's going to be that many people who listen to our podcast who are older than you. So I think we'll be okay. There is no from here on out. That was an Fuck age joke. You. And it killed him <laughs> on the inside. I uh, am 26 six six, years yeah. old. I, 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 we I definitely have listeners older 20. than that. It's funny because I look older than Jamie. Jamie does look very Your young. parents listen to this. That's true. They're all... Do, do, do they? Do they? Uh, do they still? That's yeah, a good... They, they, listen they have half, listened. They listened and went, ooh... <laughs> 
that boy shouts a lot. I <laughs> when you don't say. Um, that's both of us now. Don't worry. We've I've entered this this the hellhole, which is just us screaming at each other to the void. All I will say, Alexander. Yeah. Is eat dicks, you cuck. <laughs> so, what can you tell me about the film Philadelphia? Beforehand, um, this came earlier in the week. It was also another friend's. Oh, thought. another another friend's fault. Sorry, sorry, sorry. French fault. French fault. Apologies to the listeners. Uh, this comes from Patricia, okay. uh, who you might remember as the person who wrote in and called you out on your shit. Yes, yeah. yeah. When uh, you were talking dumb stuff about Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, so she writes in saying, "Yo." It's been a while since I gave Jamie grief, so here I am again. <laughs> I was listening to the newest episode here at the gym, and I got to the part of the law surrounding the Hanks Brank premise. It reminded me of a conversation with my Tanzanian friend I had yesterday, in which she was talking to me about trying to teach her boyfriend Swahili. I told her to convince him it was super cool by calling it Swag Healy. <laughs> After which she told me that is in fact what they call it on the streets of Tanzania. <laughs> so I would like to congratulate Jamie on his cultural appropriation. Much love, <laughs> your resident Hank's Pack troll. P.S. Thanks for the endorsements on LinkedIn. You're welcome, Patricia. And I will endorse any of you on LinkedIn if you write into slack off, Jamie. Uh, um, I forgot I also got slagged off uh, in the Friends Forts uh, this week. Uh, <laughs> coming from um, my own girlfriend um, who pointed out to me that uh, last week I made a very convoluted reference to uh, the only thing I knew about Raymond Chandler uh, which was to do with uh, my grandfather-in-law writing books uh, in his style and she pointed out that uh, I really should have known another thing about Raymond Chandler which is he went to my school (laughs) and I have bragged about that before okay so yeah yeah, no I I should have known that Uh, so yeah no I'm I'm Uh, getting roasted in the French Fork comment you know, oh, you know yeah. if, if anyone wants to write in a friend's fort this week that's just like, hey, Jamie, you're kind of nice. Oh, that, would, that would be cool. Oh, please, that would be nice. <laughs> I mean, no one's going to. But <laughs> I mean, you never know. Anyway, so we're doing Philadelphia this week. Before you dive in and give us a little bit of fun facts and uh, background and historical context about it, sure. um, for anyone who hasn't seen it or doesn't know about it, uh, Tom Hanks plays uh, Andrew Beckett, a lawyer who is uh, dismissed by his law firm. He believes because he is a gay man who has contracted AIDS. Denzel Washington uh, is a, let's call him, lightly to extremely homophobic other lawyer uh, who decides to Not represent really. him. Yeah, let's get. Well, He's that, an intermediate well, in the homophobic. Well, what races. Would you say that slightly to extremely very much encompasses moderately? <laughs> no, I am. I'm saying the word uh, for that middle. <laughs> Um, uh, who decides to represent uh, Andrew Beckett in that case. It's not based on any real stories, but of course is inspired by uh, a lot of very similar things and real life stories, which I'm sure Alexander will go into now. And Alexander, I beg you, as, as was referenced at the top, Let's try and keep it light. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, let, let, yeah, this is, this is the lightest of movies, James. Yeah, dear remember, listeners, this remember, is a depressing as fuck film. Remember, we will try our best yes. to still be entertaining. Remember when uh, we, we uh, Tom Hanks, back in the days, uh, where, when he was in films such as, ooh, I don't know, let's say Bachelor Party? Yeah. And that was Tom Hanks for a very long time. Yeah. And Tom Hanks tried to break out of this a couple times. He's in that film about Israel, pre-Israel. Yes, and then he did um, Bonfire of Vanity in it very much flop which was his attempt I, I find it weird that people often try and frame that as his attempt to get serious when obviously it's a satire so that's I like, I it, I think yeah, it is. It's a very, satire. it's it's a satire, but it's not an out and out comedy. It's very clearly him taking that role because sure. he thinks it's going to reframe how he's yeah. seen in the public. I, I think if nothing else, it was meant to be a big budget, like his first massive breakthrough movie. Everything until then, like 
to some extent big big in Achilles quite low budget for the time right yeah. like it's not it's not a massive movie um, something like Splash uh, is a commercial success, success but it but wasn't again, expected to be it was just a know, silly fun a huge, summer film yeah uh, I leave the going same thing so uh, this comes out on the 22nd of December 1993 and gets directed by uh, the director of um, weirdly Sons of the Lambs and Lambs, this yeah. comes into it quite importantly so one second, his name, because I have, of course, forgotten. I believe it's Dem. Yes, Jonathan Dem. Jonathan Dem. Jonathan Dem. So the story goes, Jonathan Dem, and if you don't know, and this is sort of important to the context of the film, Sans Salams wins a lot of Oscars. I believe Anthony Hopkins wins for Best Sporting Actor in that. I believe that is the film which has an actor receiving... Uh, an acting award for the least amount of screen time. I believe he's on screen for something between 8 and 12 minutes, and that's the least amount of screen time that has ever won someone an Oscar. Really? Yeah. Shit, yeah, I thought he was in there for more than that. Uh, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, he gives, does give a brilliant performance in it. Obviously, the biggest issue with it, and especially amongst uh, the gay community at the time, is Buffalo Bill. So the, if you don't know the kind of story of Sansa Lamster, give this weird prequel, uh, Clarice Starling, who is an FBI recruit, she's just about to finish Quantico, is called in to uh, hunt down a serial killer called Buffalo Bill, and they need to get some information from Hannibal Lecter. Ignore that. Buffalo Bill is a whole mess. A really big mess. Really fucking hated by the LGBT community as a whole. Um, he's presented as a kind of sexual deviant. The film goes out of his... Who wants to skin women in order to wear their skin because he thinks he should be a woman. The film goes out of its way to say that uh, he's not actually transsexual. Don't worry, he's not actually trans. We're not trying to say he's trans because he's quantified as... You know, they say he went to get assessed for sex change and that the doctor said, actually, you're not transsexual you're just deeply confused that's uh, obviously problematic for a whole load of reasons as is um basically the you know one of the major representations of a queer person on screen for a very long time being uh, a mass murderer who skins people alive and wants to wear a suit made of their flesh yes not so, ideal uh, jonathan goes out afterwards and on the street the kind of the story goes on the street was stopped by a gay man who said what if a 14 year old kid is trying to come to terms a gay kid who's is trying to come to terms with his identity, and he watches that film. And one of the few archetypes he has of a gay character is a psychopathic murderer. And seemingly, this actually massively um, affected him. Yeah. Um, so he went off. His wife, I believe, had a friend who died of uh, AIDS. Yeah. Like he obviously, uh, you know, the wider context of this really important. We talked about this back in the Reagan era stuff. Um, AIDS is going on. AIDS is decimating the gay community yep. um, and was largely ignored. As this film goes on, and we'll probably go on to talk about more about, um, it was ignored in large part because it targeted uh, gay men um, because it's transmitted you know, through, um, uh, for whatever reason, uh, yes, I, I'm not going to talk about the transmission of uh, HIV, but <laughs> effectively it decimated the community and the wider community at large, the wider America and the wider world. Uh, neglected it because they thought it was a gay plague. They thought it was something which was almost punishment for their, uh, what they believed to be moral failings. Yes, America was a, a, a I mean, it's still, America it's still, still right, not, yeah. still not great, but, no. uh, but they were a lot more conservative, oh, was, a lot more right wing, a lot more Christian than, uh, today. Yeah, it's, it's horrific. Um, 
obviously happened in the UK too, uh, but also in the UK, things like the hair, like heroin epidemics in places like Edinburgh also caused HIV outbreaks. So, um, was similar things in other parts of the world too, but obviously in America, it was very closely associated with this. So, Jonathan Demme goes out of his way to pitch this film, which some people say maybe is, is trying to make up for Sans the Lambs, whatever, but effectively his aim was to create a movie which tells the AIDS story, which tells the story of um, the HIV epidemic, but pitch it very specifically to middle America. So yeah. pitch it to the malls, I think is the quote, right? We want to get the people to go see the malls. And so to do this, he writes what is a... Oh, God. At times gets savaged, right? So there's a very, very, very good Larry Kramer essay, and I might quote it at the end of the film, where he decimates this movie. Yeah, no, Larry Kramer. Uh, Larry Kramer, for people who don't know, uh, writer of The Normal, Normal Heart, Hearts, um, and things like that. Was a gay very activist, outspo- yeah, gay Really, really outspoken activist. I believe was one of the founders of ACT UP. I'm not... Don't quote me on that. Um, but, but very angry. Larry man. Kramer, founder of ACT UP, quote Alexander <laughs> D.C. Gillespie. Ah, great. Printed on the presses. Yeah. Shouted from the rooftops. Um... Hated, really yeah, hated the movie. It. I mean, he felt that, you know, the depiction of Tom Hanks in this movie was effectively just not a, as a gay man at all. No, he uh, thought, felt he was desexualized. I think sure. he uses the quote basically like you wouldn't have told he was gay at sure. all. Um, and in fact, they did even remove a scene where they were in bed uh, together. Where they were in bed together. Um, have you seen uh, Tom Hanks' defense of that? Tom Hanks' defense of that, which I. There's a lot of this movie which, which I, I think we'll talk about at the end, but. Yeah, Tom Hanks' defense of that was that he felt that at, what he didn't want to do and what none of them wanted to do, and I think they, they, you can see this in every part of the movie, they really don't want to do this, is they don't want to create anything sensationalist. And he felt that um, he completely understood Kramer's argument, like uh, arguments against this, but that he felt that, you know, had it, he had, did, had he it didn't been want him and Antonio Banderas, who plays his partner in this film, yeah. making out, people would be like, ooh! Antonio Banderas and Tom Hanks are making out ooh and they would yeah. just go see the movie for that yeah. and not for the ace thing which I think is a an, arg- is an you argument can, you can see where can, the logic is coming from whether you agree with it or not sure um, some other things about the movie obviously uh, at the time um, it gets produced by Tristar Pictures which is a subsidiary of Columbia and then a subsidiary of uh, Sony Pictures um, they sort of uh, there's kind of a famous uh, I'm not sure if it's apocryphal story of uh, they went and they pitched it to the studio when they were writing it and um, the studio said look there are 10 movies being made in uh, Hollywood right now and not one every single one of them features a heterosexual person I think it's a moral failing I think it's a moral we have a moral obligation to make this movie which, which I think is, is, is good of them um, it was the first film to deal with the AIDS crisis it was the first film to in first major Hollywood film for a while um, to have a hedge, like a to have a homosexual character in it. So yeah, um, it cost I believe twenty three million. It made two hundred twenty two million. So yeah. it was a massive it's box big, office success. Uh, it has songs. Uh, one song by Neil Young. One song by uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, which the, we will review sure. next week because it's um, his next IMDb credit. The funny story about which is he got Neil Young to write the song first. Yeah. So the song which I believe is Philadelphia. And wants to be over the opening credits. And then he hears it, he's like, this is way too sad. We can't use the opening credits. So he's like, okay, we'll put it over the ghost credits. Goes to Bruce, well, goes to Bruce Springsteen, says, Bruce, because uh, he had worked on, I think he used to do kind of... Um, he directed one of his um, stage shows, I believe. Sure. Yeah. 
and said, look, can you write me a song? And he said, sure. And he could watch the movie. He goes, okay. And he writes Streets of Philadelphia, a song which, to be honest, I thought was a U2 song. Doesn't sound hugely Bruce Springsteen. No, it doesn't I can at understand all. why you get that song and be like, Bruce, come on. I just, <laughs> I just want, Bruce, come on. Yeah. Where's, where's what, Born in the USA, what, baby? Because what he wanted was a really upbeat, rocky song to start the movie. And the, the, the quote kind goes, he, he sat and he reflected and he was like, maybe these two guys understand my movie better than I do. Yeah. And they have more faith in the film. And that's where the film sort of ends up. And obviously we're going to go through all of it. But in this kind of weird halfway state between something which this guy is trying to, trying to get out. And the aim was clearly, it's not for a gay audience. It is made to tell people in middle America about the AIDS crisis. Yeah. Um, or to tell a story about, uh, about gay love. Um, and uh, on the other hand, caught between what was it and is, uh, you know, you know, blight in America is, is a shame and is a, a tragic uh, time in the country's history. Um, so with that fun stuff out of the way... I've got a little bit more oh, to add before God. we dive is into this. Is it fun? Is it fun? Kind of. It's. Just, I think it's interesting and relevant yeah. to Tom Hanks. Um, yeah. So we sort of touched on him wanting to, to move away. And uh, so he says that this was actually an active time where he... He went out yes, and he yeah. said to his agent, the second he found out this film was being made, I want that. Yes. Now, there's a few things about that. Firstly, it was he says it was when I first learned to say no. Yeah. Which is yes. very interesting, considering okay. what we've seen in, from his career so far and then what we see from his career afterwards, that makes sense. He has not been saying no up until this point in his career and he does after this. He also, I mean, should we mention the lovely thing that happens to Tom Hanks in oh. the next year? He, he wins the Academy Award. Yeah, he wins the Oscar actor. for this. He wins the Oscar for this. Does he win Best Actor or Best Support? Best Actor. Best Actor. Uh, he wins Best Actor for this. He beats out Anthony Hopkins, Liam Neeson, uh, Lawrence Fitzburn, and Daniel Day-Lewis. What was Anthony Hopkins nominated for? Uh, the Remains of the Day. Okay, cool. uh, Liam Neeson for Schindler's List, Lawrence Fishburne for What's Love Got to Do With It, and Daniel Day-Lewis for In the Name of the Father. So he, he beats out some... That's a, that's a tough field. Yeah, that's a tough field. Often years you have where you're like, oh yeah, that, of course that person's going to win, no one else really... I mean... If in if in 1992 yeah. you'd said these are the five nominees, someone would have gone fucking Tom Hanks wins that. Yeah, no, um, which so yeah, shocked, so this yes. is a big big change for his career, sure. and or, arguably you could say he earns more of a right to say no after that. Yeah, so it could yeah. be you know I, some 2020 hindsight. But he says he went out and actively wanted this film, and interestingly, uh, Denzel Washington also. It was kind of a risk for him to be yeah. in this film for two reasons, uh, and this comes from Dem himself. Firstly, he originally wanted that character to be uh, a comedian. Yeah, like he was Bill looking Murray. at like a Bill Murray type yeah. because he, th- which is odd. Having watched the film, he's not that funny. And like, no, I, I, I think it was. I think it's celebrity kind of thing. I one of the other names which just kind of floated around. He kind of read some places was Robin Williams. Yes, and Robin Williams could have. Robin done Williams that could have done it. Yeah. So what what he says he wanted is someone who the audience could immediately relate to and already sure. has a a preconceived like, oh, I like this person, person. as a heartwarming yeah. person, and. Um, Denzel Washington was actually sat next to the yes. co-producer on the plane and he was reading the script and he said what's that and um, he said it's a script for Philadelphia and then he called Dem yeah. a few days later said I wanted it and he said he, Dem is quoted on saying he was posed with two uh, two issues here firstly it drastically changed the trajectory for the character, the character sure. within the film uh, ends up addressing a lot of uh, aspects of his racial background sure. and that affects the character. But he also says that originally that character was written to be, and he quotes, an insider. Mm-hmm. Somewhat, whereas 
changing it to yes. a racial minority means that the story yeah. is being told from two from society's perspective outsiders a gay man and a racial sure. minority I think personally that that changes the film drastically for the better. I think yeah. I think Denzel Washington's character is is much much more interesting, and we'll get into that sure. because of that. But um, it was definitely seen as a risk to yeah. cast Denzel Washington in this role, especially because up until this point he's not a likable actor. Yeah, he's in in his roles beforehand he is not likable. So this is a and I mean, Denzel Washington <laughs> is rarely plays like. And my favorite my favorite thing is what got him the role is them said I said all these things and then said. But also he needs to be funny. And Denzel Washington said, I can be funny. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that got him the yeah. fucking wrong. Just saying I can be right. funny. So let's dive uh, into oh, this. Sorry, oh. uh, quickly, and I only remember this because you mentioned that da- uh, Daniel Day-Lewis was nominated uh, also that year. For oh, that yes. Standard. Daniel Day-Lewis turned down this role. Yeah, he was uh, off Tom the part. Now, interestingly, uh, I believe Dem and the screenwriter didn't want, wanted a Hanks over them. But I think obviously Delos, uh, you know, you know, traditional dramatic actor. You know, if, D- if DDL's around, if DDL's on oh, offer, you take, you take DDL. Yeah. But for what? No, doesn't matter what the fucking role is. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, taking like, that fucking sure, role. We're gonna take him. It's fine. Uh, um, but yeah, no, he turned it down to uh, take the role. Um, sure. Fun uh, fact. in in the name of the sure. father, and he ended up losing the Oscar. So fucking idiot, sure. you, Daniel Delos. Um, What's your fun fact? Uh, Better be fucking fun for this episode. Every fun fact needs to be extra okay, fun. It's a little bit fun. My brother had a mate. My brother went to Bristol University. Yep. He used to do a bit of acting, and he knew a lot of people at the Bristol Old Vic a drama school. And apparently, there is the Daniel Day-Lewis flat. Daniel Day-Lewis famously went to the Bristol Old Vic, and there's this flat which is just continually passed hands from student to student and people still have and it's like that party flat people, oh that's fun yeah which is a nice fun fact that anyway, is fun so we open on the Philadelphia <laughs> streets of Philadelphia is playing dramatically over slow moving shots of the city and you know what the opening five minutes of this film is some great fucking unpaid for advertising for Philadelphia. It's real nice. I like was watching that. It was like it was a real wholesome yeah. montage of of the city. I, it I, made me want to. The city of sure. tourism board could have paid millions for that Here's sort of the advertising. Thing. I, I, and again, uh, as a British person, I'm going to sure. I, I'm almost 100 percent sure I can uh, say our two established notions of Philadelphia in right now. One of which is, of course, the cream cheese. Most importantly, we yeah. all love the cream cheese. Second of all, which is. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and that's all I know about Philadelphia. Uh, There's see, a Liberty Bell. I've got the Liberty Bell, and I know one of their... F- I know their football team is the Philadelphia Eagles. But are you sure it's not the Philadelphia cream cheeses? I think Rocky <laughs> is set there. I'm not sure. But this makes yes. it look a little bit nicer at the beginning. Yeah, I think Rocky is yeah. set there. Um, interestingly, uh, as we learned from the... F- I now know one other thing about uh, Philadelphia. As we learned from the film... Um, it's it wasn't the film wasn't originally called Philadelphia. It had no. another name, and uh, when they decide to shoot in Philadelphia uh-huh. because uh, it's cheaper than New York, uh, Dem looked up that the city slogan is the city of brotherly love, <laughs> and he was like, well, "That's fucking hilarious! I'm calling that Philadelphia for my gay film, which is about the city of brotherly love." And they do make a, a reference to that in the film. Denzel Washington uses that uh, as a little joke in uh, in the court case. Sure. So, so uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. 
Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington are in a uh, in a court. court. They, well, not in a court. They're yeah, in they're an the office. They're in, they're in a, a judge's uh, judge's office. Judge's chambers in the office. And they're arguing back and forth about some case. It doesn't really fucking matter. The uh, one thing that you notice immediately about this, and it will come up a lot, uh, is they are looking directly at the camera. Yeah. That this shot is used a lot of just literally eyes in the camera. Uh, I think it's used effectively. I'll yeah. come back to that. Um, but yeah, no. It's, so right up, you are having Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks talking directly at you in the camera, bantering back and forth about some fucking pointless court case. Uh, let me tell you, Jamie, they are arguing with the fact that Tom Hanks is representing a company which is constructing a new building uh, nearby uh, some, uh, I believe, a school or potentially even just houses where children live. It has asbestos. Uh, doesn't have asbestos. Has like is putting lime scale in the air and... Uh, Denzel Washington is arguing that, it, that obviously there should be an injunction taken against this because of the effects having on the children. Yep, cool. Um, Denzel Washington, I believe, wins. Nope. Um, oh, I basically, remember. Tom Hanks makes the case saying, uh, "Look, do you want to lose seven hundred jobs? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah seven hundred jobs." And the judge makes the case like, "Hey." You know, you might win one day on this, but you don't have the evidence right now. For cool. It. So, they go. Uh, so they go, they get in the uh, elevator. There's a man who's injured. Uh, Denzel, they they have a few banterous quips back and forth. Denzel watching them pass his, his card to the guy. This is something he does throughout the movie. Anyone who he sees injured, he's often in hospitals. He'll pass them his card and then they'll go, hey, you're the guy off TV, right? So you're getting the impression this guy's the slick talking, you know, He's, he's, he's the show, showy lawyer. What sort yeah. of he, ambulance chaser? What, yeah, he's you know in the slightly nasty way. He is the kind of lawyers who uh, you know no win no fee kind of thing. Yeah, um, they're looking for people who wouldn't necessarily be able to afford a lawyer elsewhere and kind of bump up their cases. There's a scene later on where. Um, he is letting out a client out of his office, and he's like, uh, "You feeling okay? You feeling okay? You sure? You sure your necks? Sure yeah. your necks are also that bad?" And you know, that's that's sort of the guy he's meant to be, yeah. right? We and when he uh, the opening shot of him, he kind of gives this really impassioned speech about it, and he's somewhere caught between that way. He has these actual uh, uh, high ideals about um, the law, but at the same time, you know, he likes the high life. He likes he likes moving around. He likes doing this sort of stuff. Conversely, Tom Hanks uh, works for a massive firm. You know when you think of old white man clubs? Yeah, he works for the old straight white man clubs. That's right, he works for the big law firm. Oh boy, howdy, they have like five names and they're all so old and so white and smoking so many cigars yeah. and drinking so much whiskey. Oh man, the life. When your parents want you to become a lawyer, this is what they want for you. Um, and, you know, he's working really late. He goes in, he's talking to all the women in the office. We can see very early on, they do establish this just in our minds. He's nice. He treats them well. Um, he asks about, well, one of them has recently passed the bar, I believe, uh, with a 95. Um, you know, he asks after someone else, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and he's working on his case. But in the meantime, in between, um, kind of getting back to the office and leaving the law courts, he goes to the doctor's. Uh, where he's getting treated for uh, his disease, he has AIDS. Um, there's not much we learn about this. At this point, we're told that his blood work's meant to be quite good, or at the very least, that's what he's saying to his parents. Mm -hmm. uh, he's working really hard. He's going back to the office. He's working all hours of the day, working late into the night, and he gets called up by his bosses. His, he goes, oh, God, what is it? He goes upstairs, and his bosses say, hey, look, I heard you you're taking an interest in this uh, this copyright case, right? Which is just about kind of um, effectively Excel. Imagine one company had stolen Excel from another company. <laughs> That's what he cares about. And he's saying, yeah, I do care about it. I care about the little guy because the precedent it, it suggests. 
and he, he slightly stands up to his boss, right? His boss goes, oh, you know, I don't forget the fact it's his boss, it's his boss, it's all the other partners, they're all in giant tuxedos, smoking yep. cigars, drinking whiskey. Tom Hanks is sat there, you know, in his shirt, he's looking a bit disheveled, he's been there all day, and he's making his case, and he's going out there, and he's making it, you know, really interesting, and he goes, okay, sure, you know, and uh, how much would you... Would you be interested in, uh, you know, working for these? Who, who, who is, do you know who's looking after this case right now? He goes, yeah, it's Johnson over at the other firm, uh, but he sucks, things really bad. He's like, well, what do you do if, what do you say if we uh, if we brought it over to account? That's brilliant. You brought it over to account. That's fantastic. Great. We're giving it to you. We're making you a senior associate. They're giving and then him they, a all, they all cheer and they They'll- smoke more cigars and sip on whiskey. And Tom Hanks goes up to one of them and is like, thank you. And at this point, uh, that points out that he has uh, lesion. a lesion. It's it, unclear to uh, 100% what it is. Obviously, we knowing he has AIDS, it's sure. very clearly a lesion. He says, what's that? Oh, he says, I got hit in the head by a racquetball. Yeah. Um, which is what I, I... It took me a very long time, Alexander, to find out the racquetball is squash. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. squash. I've, I've seen many, many shows in the 90s. Of, uh, my, yeah, my, what I'm learning is that... Every man over 50... What I know is every American man over 50 in the 90s played racquetball. And I was like, what the fuck is this fucking game? Just fucking squash. I've never played squash, but it seems really fun. Yeah, that's the thing what I don't understand about it is... Everyone is playing squash. A, A, everyone is playing squash. Weird sport to be playing. B, squash is fucking energetic. Oh, yeah, Like, really energetic. So why are all these old men playing squash? Anyway, um, so... Has that little notice he goes called, goes, on that. goes back to work on uh, his case. He's working late into the night. He leaves a document on his desk. Um, He's feeling sick. So, so in the meantime, um, he he basically falls more and more unwell. Mm-hmm. He notices his lesion. Uh, after the lesion, he goes home. He tries to have uh, his friends help him out with some makeup for him. They can't do it. He's taken four days off work. He's been going in at night to work in the office to put stuff in so yep. no one can see the fact that he's you know getting more lesions on his face. That he's yeah. getting iller and iller. Um, and, you know, he, he's sort of holding... He's just about holding it together. Um, but he is getting sicker. He goes to the hospital. At the hospital, we meet his uh, partner, Antonio Banderas. Very young, very oh, sexy Antonio Banderas. Uh, no, incredibly so. Um, who is very you know, passionately defending him against... The, doc- the doctor wants to do a colonoscopy. He's saying, look, I don't want to do a colonoscopy unless we need to. We need to do everything else first. Tom Hanks gets a call, gets a page from the office, uh, picks it up. Who is on the phone but a young... Bradley, that, who plays uh, Josh on The West Wing, who yep. also plays uh, Jake Peralta's Dan in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yep. uh, who's like, hey, you've misplaced the file. He goes, I haven't misplaced the file. I'll put it on my desk. And he goes, it's not on your desk. He goes, it's fine. Just check out my computer. I'm on your computer. I can't find it on your computer. He goes, and then at this point, he's kind of uh, beginning to fade fast. He's, he's, he's not really capable of handling all this. And he kind of says, you know, if there's, if there's a will, there's a way. If there's a will, there's a way. If there's a will, there's a way. And uh, it cuts to one month later. Yeah. Um, we, at this point, uh, are following... I don't think it cuts to one month later. Don't, yeah. Because he gets... It, cu- it, it cuts to his him getting fired. No, that, doesn't happen that, one month later. That's a flashback later on. Oh, is it a flashback? Yeah, oh, it happens cool. in a flashback. Um, I believe... So maybe it not. may have either way. Let's maybe, we, maybe well, we can tell the chronological ser- sure, series of yeah. events. Um, is that... Um, we find out that he, the file just sure. got there in time. Yeah. Just got it, there in time. It was all okay, but was it? He goes into a meeting with his bosses. His and he's bosses like, say, hey, sorry, hey, but we're, you know, whatever. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, it got in. It's fine. And his yeah. boss is like, yeah, but what if it's not fine next time? And he's like, what? 
like, <laughs> it's going to be fine. And they're like, yeah, but what if it's not? When so sorry, mate. You're, you're fired. fired. And it's like what? The, the scene is really painful. Uh, they they essentially they're obviously firing because he has AIDS. Yeah. Um, I think the line goes. We don't think it's fair to keep you at the firm if we don't think you have any uh, potential, long term uh, potential, progre- oh progression or something. Tra- like that. Chance of like long term progression. Yeah. So we let you go. Um, so month later. Uh, we are in Denzel Washington's office. Denzel Washington has um, had a baby in the meantime. Yes, he has had a, just had a baby, a uh, little baby girl. And he's in uh, with a client that you reference uh, that he's for the neck. So yeah, this is very funny. He's like, uh, the, I believe the yeah. scene opens and he basically just goes, so let me get this straight. There was roadworks and a hole and it was clearly signed and you drove straight into it and you want to sue the city. And the guy's like, yep. And he goes, You've got a case. Great. <laughs> How does your neck? Is your neck okay? So, okay, great. Yeah, well, we can do this. So, I'll go to the doctor and check out the yeah, doctor. We need to yeah, yeah. Sure and, uh, Sa- Sally's going to deal with you. That's fine. So we get an idea here that, you know, he'll take fucking any case. Sure. Or will he? In comes Tom Hanks. He is looking um, not not great. No, he's wearing he's, a beanie. He, he's wearing a beanie. He's grown a beard. He uh, a cl- clearly lost a bit of his hair. He's, he's clearly losing, losing a little, wet, little bit of weight. Uh, so at this point, I thought... Uh, throughout this film that the makeup was incredible yeah turns out no Tom Hanks was just losing fuckloads yeah, of weight so an interesting thing about this film is in right. a rare thing for movies Tom Hanks uh, the, the whole thing was shot chronologically so yeah normally when you do movies what you're going to do is you'll shoot every scene in the same location at the same time because that makes more sense you don't have to keep going back and forth yeah that's just not going to work. It just it saves more time and money to do when you kind of block stuff off that way. Yeah. What can we all do at once and move on from there? Instead, what they did here is they shot it chronologically, which allowed Tom Hanks to lose weight as it went along. Yeah. Um, which meant so they could shoot the two. They had to shoot out in order, which is which is tough. Which is tough. Yeah. For movie it means you have to shoot quite long. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, I I don't think I don't think he. Did, interestingly, this is not the only time in his career where he loses a lot of weight. No, Castaway. Uh, Castaway. I think he loses more. I think he, he totally. lost fifty pounds for Castaway, Jeez. which is so much weight. Yeah. Importantly, uh, yeah. Eat healthily. Don't don't. Yes. Do that. It, yeah. They're actors. They have. They literally have people looking after them to make sure they're okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. um so yeah, uh, when and he comes yeah. comes in and is like, look, and explains the situation, and doesn't want him to go. So you you think they fired you because because you have AIDS? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And then Washington goes, how many lawyers did you go to before? And he's like, eight. Yeah, and he's like, when he also says, um, well, aren't they allowed to do that? He he, he posits, and this is something Larry Kramer takes issue with, um, that you know, aren't, wouldn't they be allowed to fight? You know, isn't that within their rights? Which Tom Hanks says, no. Uh, you know, my current case study, um, AIDS would count as a disability. Yeah, there's a there's precedent for it, and it's illegal to fire someone for a disability. Yeah, um, and he goes, eh, I don't think you have a case. Obviously, case. we've just seen that he'll take on a man literally driving into a well signposted yeah. hole in the street, yeah. uh, but he won't take this. And all this time, all the way through the scene, there's just these little things, really nice little bunch of touches of filmmaking, where you keep cu- he keeps cutting to kind of uh, keeps cutting to Washington's face. He keeps cutting, looking at um, then back to kind of these really close tight ups on uh, Hanks, looking at his, uh, his hands. He shoots back to his daughters. Hanks kind of fiddling around with his cigars and stuff. Yes. and you get this sense of paranoia, right? Yeah, that Denzel Washington is, as many people were. Like at the time, a a homophobe and b worried about the contraction of and the yeah. contagiousness of this sure. disease because 
there wasn't very much education about how it's transmitted. So he, we then see him a go to a doctor, sure, uh, and say he does, he does also turn down. So he turns down Hanks, yeah, and he especially Hanks goes. Do you think I don't have the case, or are you just saying that because you have a personal issue with with me? And Russian goes, yeah, I have a personal issue. Yeah. Um, so he goes to a doctor. The doctor says. No, no, you can't get like it can only be contracted like through the uh, through bodily fluids, mostly through uh, sex. And then he, the doctor, goes like, "Look, I've I've had this happen to before. Let me take your blood test." And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Come on, you, you know you don't need to hide from me." And he's basically saying, "You've come to me because you've okay. had sex. You're gay and you've had sex with a man, and you're worried that you have AIDS." And Denzel Washington does not like that. No, 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 he does not. He really does not like being accused of uh, of being gay. He reacts very poorly and leaves. Very quickly, laughing uh, at the doctor, saying it's being ridiculous. He then goes home to his wife, and there's a very horrific scene where he is just extremely homophobic. Yeah. And his wife is not. His wife keeps... So he goes, like, oh, do, what, do you know any gay people? And she's like, yeah, my aunt, you know, my cousin. Rich, you know, Richard, who's doing the work on the, the kitchen. Yeah. And then sounds like, Turns out Richard's gay? gay? Yeah, he's like, what the... My aunt's gay? The really voluptuous aunt? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and so she's being like, it, it's basically a progressive scene of him being like, oh, you know, no, I'm not homophobic. You know, I'm homophobic. A, I just hate a, gay people. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, and like then eventually and he have... just goes, yeah, no, you're not. Fuck, fuck it. I don't like them. Uh, lots of homophobic language used. It's really difficult to watch, but it's, it's. It doesn't flinch. It is. It, is it doesn't flinch, but it's also like, it's played very well by Denzel Washington in a way that shows the, uh, the way in which homophobia was not really looked down upon at that time no, because he is. he is so confidently confidently and comfortably saying it. Yeah. And, you know, in a society that would shame someone for having those opinions, they would not say it as confidently no, as he no, does. definitely um, not. I mean, so, especially I mean, not among someone who's meant to be... You know, he's a lawyer. He's, he's well-liked in the community. He's not, he's not seemingly elsewhere as a hateful person. No. And I think that's something which... Um, there's an essay on it, I believe, by the Daily Beast where they kind of talk about the context of this film. Where at the time a lot of a lot of people went to go see it, and understandably a lot of gay people went to go see it. They felt it didn't do enough, right? A lot of issues with it. What, but he says actually quietly in the time since, because there have been barely any films about gay people since, the film does stand out as being kind of radical. And I think this yeah. is one of its radical parts, right? It takes yeah. a, a big actor, especially us looking back now, Denzel Washington, big actor, quite lovable, um, who and they present him as an everyman. And, but just as a hateful enemy, yeah. right? Like this, he, he has this hate. He has this societal prejudice against these people, and it doesn't blush away from that. It, no, it not says, at hey, all. he can both kind of be funny and also really hor- hor- hatefully horrible. And yeah. um, well, yeah, we'll touch a little bit more on, on sort of his sure. character arc as we go on. Uh, but he he basically he says to his wife, "Would you take on a case where you would never want the client to touch you?" Um, which is an awfully horrific thing to say. Um, The next time we see that there may be some intervening bits, but basically Tom Hanks is at a library. He's uh, doing research on his case. He's decided basically to represent himself. Um, A librarian comes and Denzel Washington happens to be at the same library. Um, Tom Hanks uh, has a librarian come up to him and hands him a book on uh, AIDS. Uh, and then the librarian goes like, would you not be more comfortable in a private study room? Yeah. And Tom Hanks goes, nope. I would not be more comfortable. Would you be more comfortable with me in a private room? Denzel Washington sees this and it's, I would say, I, I reckon this is vaguely the the point is he starts to see prejudice against a gay man in a way he has also experienced prejudice as a black man in society, sure. and so he starts to be a bit more amenable. Um, I, he, I, I think also importantly, like all the way through this film, that's pretty much unspoken. Yes, that is, that yeah. is a thing done by performance, and pretty much just by performance. Yeah. like they don't really, 
they do it sometimes like bring into his race into his stuff especially in the law court scenes like things like that but actually in scenes like this it's very much it's very, and, and it's, it's and, yeah, it's, and it's, 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 yeah it's, like, it's done very very well by Denzel and so he comes over and is like hey have you decided to any hears more about the case and he agrees to take him on uh, I believe we then do cut to the courtroom I think I, there's not much no no oh. ah, we skip ahead uh, sorry you're just giving a little bit ahead there's a scene where um, they go to uh, some of the old lawyers from his firm are going into the box at a oh, basketball yes. game yes at a basketball yeah. game and, all and fucking comes- they get fucking Dr. J Julia you won't know who this no, is no, no, but sorry. he's like a really Dr. Yeah. J Julia Serving really fucking famous basketball player is just in this film for some yeah. reason uh, but yeah they're in a box at a sports event uh Having been at a boxing sports event, I can say that that set oh, was cool. wildly accurate. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so he's going in, he's going in, the shaking hands, in comes, uh, in comes Washington, Washington shaking hands, kind of pretending he's on with some of these people, and then he just serves, serves him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, here's your serves. And also, hey, Jay, here's my card. Did yes, he has his card to talk to Jay. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're the guy from the TV. He's like, yeah, yeah I am the guy from the TV. Yeah. And he goes out, and at this point, the lawyers, the, the big firm guys, Go outside uh, yeah. and they just rip into. It. They're like, "All right, I want you to find every dirty secret in this yeah, guy's history." Fuck How this. dare he accuse me of being a bigot? Yeah. How dare he? How dare he accurately say that I fired him because he's gay? How dare he accurately accuse me of that? Yeah. Um, and then, um, then we go to the law. Well, no, no, Keely, one of them yeah. um, says. Uh, is like showing a bit of sympathy, yeah, yeah, and they go, "Hey, you you didn't know he had AIDS before, before did you? You didn't know." And he sort of hesitates and is yeah. like, uh, "No," but it's clear, you know, he, he had he had an inkling. So we, we cut to the court case. We have opening this, statements. It begins with this really powerful scene. So you mentioned it earlier. A lot of this film is told through direct uh, people yes. talking directly to the camera. They're staring directly down the lens. This is a very powerful thing. It's tough. It's You don't see it often. It's not often used no, in film. So it, when it happens, it sort of... It, 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 yeah, it affects you. Because what it is, is it's these actors talking directly to you. Yeah. We are the jury. Yeah. That, that's what the film is telling us. Yes. We are... Hey, this is your role in this film. You are the jury. You're here to witness... To, yeah. to te- w- bear witness to this. Yeah. And you are here yeah. to... Uh, and Denzel lays out his case. He says, basically, this man... Um, he it doesn't he got AIDS. Sure. It doesn't matter that he's gay. He got AIDS and he got fired, and that's illegal. It doesn't matter how we feel about gay people, but this is it's illegal. illegal. It's and he says a line now. Now, finally, I can make something fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says a line, Alexander, and I'm going to do an impression of it because, boy, how do you, can I do a good impression of this? Oh, wait, wait, he wait, says, wait, 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 the law. Honestly, that's not that bad. I know. And would you that's... say that that is almost identical to the actual cadence and delivery that uh, Denzel... Maybe not tone of voice, fine. I don't do a great Denzel Watson. No, I was going to say you do decent, you do decent Denzel Watson. Would you say that the tone and the camera and the, the yeah, intonation, yeah. almost exactly correct. Now, can I tell you why I'm so good at that? Why? Because I heard that and I... The second he said that, I was like, why have I heard that before? Yeah. And it's because... And this is shameful. I was a big Family Guy fan when I was younger. Uh, and in one of the Family Guy episodes on like a parody of like you know talk show radio hosts yeah. who have all these like sound effects and stingers one of the sound effects and stingers on the radio show is Denzel Washington going when they fired Andrew Beckett because he had AIDS they broke the law and I heard it and I was like oh my god why have I heard that exact thing before I've never seen this film before and it, I literally had to pause the film and search for like 10 minutes being like 
you know, like when they fired Andrew Beckett sample, when they fired Andrew Beckett reference and eventually got the clip from Family Guy. And I was like, oh, that's the dumbest thing in the fucking world. But it also means I can do a very okay Denzel Washington impression. I I would ask anyone to go and look up that court scene, A, because it's great, and B, so you can hear how fucking bang on I'm doing that intonation. uh, Effectively, what they... uh, We we introduced the the prosecutor on the other side, not the prosecutor, the... um, Uh, defendant Defendant lawyer... Yes, defendant lawyer. Let's the, go with that. The defense played, um, yeah, played by an actress who I definitely recognise. Oh but I yeah, she's remember her in name. Step Brothers. She's yes. in a lot of stuff. Uh, she's also in some other Apatow films, which I forget. Um, she's she's in a lot of stuff. She's not who I immediately thought she was. Thought she was, which is the actress in uh, Get Out. Uh, no. The mother in Get Out. She's not. They look quite similar. Yes, they not do. that actress. I believe her name is Mary. Whatever. Sure. Uh, so the defense's argument is essentially Alexander. He was a terrible lawyer. Look, yes. it's not a crime to fight. So first of all, hey, even if he was like, even if we, uh, even if he, all like, forget the fact that he's gay. I guess because being gay is still bad. We don't want to be gay. That's bad. But like, he's a bad lawyer. He would like he's a mediocre. To, sometimes he was good. Often he was mediocre to bad. We just kept him on. Because we wanted them to, we, we hoped he would progress better, which he didn't. He fucked up his case, and more importantly, he lied to us, which is a sign that he was a bad employee. The fact that he, like, he hid his AIDS uh, diagnosis meant he was lying to his company, which means he's unreliable. We couldn't have him in the company. Yeah. Uh, Mary Steenberg in this. There that we go. She's um, so yeah, we get the opening statements from uh, both lawyers. Sure. And that's that. What happens next, Al? Goodness gracious, can uh, I remember? At this point, we kind of start cycling between a few things. Um, slightly before this, not much before this, there's there's a scene where uh, Tom Hanks goes back to his family home for, for Christmas. And we meet his family. We've seen his mum earlier. And he sits everyone. He, he's kind of take, making some home videos uh, when he's going in. He meets his niece and nephew. Everyone's really nice. And he goes in and tells his family. And again... Again, Kramer hates this. But I, I, I'm clearly the target audience for this movie. But... That's quite it, in what is quite a nice turn. His family are really supportive of him, him and his like partner. They yeah. they love him. Yeah. They are incredibly sad that he has AIDS, and they want justice done. And he yeah. says, "Look, I don't want to do this if you guys would be uncomfortable with it or anything." Yeah. And they go, "Look, we want. We're not going to be uncomfortable. You know, whatever. We love you, and we want to see the right thing done." Yeah. Um, we also so uh, from here we basically cut between court scenes and then what's going on in the surrounding world we see sure. what happens with Denzel and uh, so after the first day of the court case there's sure. a lot of people outside there's a lot of protesting yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not great um, nasty signs of hell yes. and uh, they, they will shock you um, yes yeah, yeah no, 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 no they are not, not, not good not oh, good um, and also we see Denzel Washington at a bar uh, and uh, the, yeah. the court case is on TV and uh, people start mocking him. They're saying like, "Oh, are you one? Are you one of these people?" And uh, Denzel turns around and is like, "Yeah, I am, and I'm looking for you. Yeah, you, you, some strapping young hunk like that." Yeah. And obviously, they don't like that homophobia. Well, it's, no, and and explicitly he answers, uh, "Nah, you know, I, I yeah, I, 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 I hate I them like, too. I, I don't like these." I hate, and then the, the bartender leans in and says, well, "At least we can agree on one thing. thing. I, I hate, hate them too." Insert homophobic slur. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, there's many homophobic slurs. Sure. In the court this. case continues on. Uh, they pull up um, uh, people, and you know, kind of their basic argument is first. First of all, importantly, was he a bad lawyer? And they pull up a, I think, an ex-client of his, and they say, "Look, did you did you like his work?" And he went his work was satisfactory. 
Uh, but you know, wasn't sure, but not all the time. And previously, I think he said his work was exemplary. Yes. So, 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 so Denzel Washington says, "Well, in your deposition, you said it's exemplary," and he goes, "Well, you know, I said, you know, sometimes, sure. sometimes it was exemplary, and sometimes it was satisfactory." Clearly, these these big bad men, they've got to him. Sure. And to which Denzel Washington makes the very great point, almost like this is written. In the script. <laughs> um, I mean, he said, did you, "Did you win your case?" Yes. So, just winning your case was satisfactory. Yeah, yeah. Satisfactory. He, he basically goes, and I'm sure that was satisfactory. satisfactory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We there's, like, there's a lot of there's classic, lot of classic stuff. quips from sure. Denzel throughout the. Denzel the film. keeps pulling up people. Um, you know, like we said earlier, he's talking to secretaries and stuff. He says, "Hey." Could you tell your names? And they're kind of like... Ah, it uh, talks about... There's a, a woman who... Um, a woman of colour who's brought up onto the stand and is like, I was also... Um, face discrimination. Face no. discrimination at this work. They the defence then go, didn't you recently get a, a promotion? And then she goes, wow, well, congratulations on this. This company just rife with discrimination that is actively promoted. Um, So what they do quite well is not present it as like, oh, the prosecution is just, oh, Denzel Washington is just constantly winning and the defence is stupid. It's very much back and 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 forth. You can see that what they're trying to do is undermine his credibility all the way through. Yes. um, And basically say, you know, like, he's not a good lawyer, blah, blah, blah. There's a scene where they pull up... um, the, uh, part of the, what it hinges upon is they know one of the partners also for a while yes. works at another firm in Washington D.C. and at the firm in Washington D.C. a woman had also been diagnosed and wasn't hiding it with, H- uh, with AIDS and, and she says he, and she says that this partner treated her very poorly very clearly had an adverse reaction to her but sure. she wasn't fired and but the, she did and, and their, she was treated poorly yes, because of it their counter case was because this woman. Um, contracted it uh, through uh, blood transfusion. transfusion. It, it was not her fault because it wasn't a lifestyle thing. And it's most of their argument, right? Yeah, they, they, they AIDS, they just think that gay people got it because they, they, and, they and were it, lazy it's, and they weren't it's, careful. Yeah, it's almost really... Uh, up until later in the film, for the first sort of um, half or so, that's almost subtext. They kind of just go, well... This person did it yeah. because it wasn't. It was an accident. They she, don't openly she say. She to have AIDS. Yeah. gay people are going. Yes, yeah. It, it, it's the yeah the the I'm going to leave something unsaid, which is very clearly sure. we think gay people but, but, deserve and, this. And to which you know, and again and again because it's this movie and because it, you know it's it's going it, it wants to say its feelings on it's wearing its feelings on a sleeve. The the person the woman with AIDS is like I don't think I'm any better different. than yeah. any different or any better than or worse than. Um, gay men with AIDS we're like, just all struggling with the same disease yeah like they didn't choose to get this they, it's not their fault it's a disease that blah 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 goes on yeah. there's, some, there's an important scene with uh, where um, Denzel Washington is approached in a drugstore by uh, like a kind of basketball player like I'm, I'm not sure if he's in I believe he's a football or, player because he's holding a football oh ignore me <laughs> he's very tall so I assumed he was a basketball player um, um, yeah. and he goes hey really well done he's like oh cool And I'm, I, I'm studying law at UPenn at the moment this case is really uh, fascinating. fascinating and interesting yes. hey hey do you want to get a drink sure and then Denzel Washington does not react oh, no, well he to this he, up this yes he, he threatens this man he uses more homophobic slurs so again it's it's Something that, I mean, it's painful to watch, but it's a thing I do give credit to the film for, is it doesn't portray Denzel Washington's story as just a magical, oh, now he's working with the gay man and now everything's fine and everything's solved. It's it's like, it's shown as like a, it's painful. And it's making this argument, he's making it all the way through. He's defending himself as it's the legal precedent that I care about. It's they did break the law, but I hate gay people. Yeah. And he keeps, you know, saying this. 
And it's not, you know, if we can skip ahead a little bit, because I think we sort of need to. Yeah. Like I said, Lord Case going backwards and forwards. Tom Hanks is getting more and more sick. Yeah. Um, he's getting iller and iller. He's getting, you know. More and more gaunt. And, and like... his partner says, you know, there's at one point in the evening where they're trying to uh, get the, get a uh, transfusion, get the, get the needle in his veins, basically, to get him some medicine. And the veins all close up. He can't really get him in. Uh... Oh god, how did the hell did I forget his name? Um, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas, sorry. Um, says that we'll just call the doctor. We'll, we'll get her in. We'll get her to do it. And he's like, oh, not not tonight. Can we please not tonight? And Antonio Banderas, and he says, what do you think? I, you know, Tom says, do you think I should start planning my funeral? And Antonio Banderas says, sure. And he goes, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to start planning my funeral. I refuse to. Instead, they throw a party. Yep. Uh, they throw. It's. I can't tell whether it's Halloween, but it's dress up. It's definitely a dress up party. Um, uh, Denzel Washington wears uh, a costume which I definitely want to steal. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, he ba- takes a bunch of um, like the Bill of Rights and a bunch of old, uh, you know, legal documents and uh, pins them to his suit, and he says, "I'm a lawsuit." That was it. Oh, oh, my Denzel Washington impression went straight out the window there. But yes, he says he's a lawsuit. It's very funny. Uh, Antonio Banderas and Tom Hanks are dressed up as sailors. Uh, and then he's like, hey, I want to prepare you because Tom Hanks is going to go on the stand uh, the next day. Um, so, uh, you know, I want to prepare you for that. And he's like, you know, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Has a party. Tom Hanks, uh, then yeah. Denzel Washington, over at the end, he says, hey, congratulations on, on getting through your first gay party. Yeah. Um, quick shout out. Uh, Quentin Crisp was in the movie. Um, as in this scene, as is uh, Michael Callan, uh, who was an AIDS activist, uh, singing, who sings along with the uh, flirtations, Mr. Sandman. He died uh, the day in, in the article with Grandma. He died the day Grandma saw the film. So, oh, wow. shout out to him. Yeah. Um, um, so it's after that party, and uh, he's trying to take him through the deposition, uh, the deposition, prepare him. And Tom Hanks doesn't want to do it. He's, yeah. He distracts him, and then he says, uh, "Have you ever played?" Um, uh, do you like do you like classical music? Sure, um, And then we get oh, basically the scene that gets him the Oscar. It's the scene that is played. It was played during the Oscars, as, yeah, as his montage. Um, he is clearly just really struggling going through. He plays the classical music. He's uh, almost he's dancing, but not really dancing. He's he, he's almost falling a lot of the time. Right? Yes, like it, yeah, and he's. Explaining it's, what the Latin is about, but clearly almost originally he's explaining it just to Denzel Washington. Then he gets wrapped up in it and he's almost screaming it to himself. Yeah. It's all about God and and heaven and suffering. And suffering and and, uh, we get shots of him in like it, borderline Fellini esque. Yes, um, yeah, like, like lots of um, trippy lighting and like reds sure, and and, and whatever. And, and cutting back to Denzel Washington who. Doesn't say a single fucking word, no. but acts the fucking hell out of this scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the scene that basically went in the Oscar. Sure. He then, you know, it, it the music ends, the light returns to normal. Uh, he says, okay, let's go, let's go back to the questions. So and Denzel Washington says, no, you're ready. You're ready. Denzel Washington walks out, and the music is in his, is in his head. He can't, he, he won't leave, it keeps playing. He goes to bed and he can't sleep, the music is still playing, the music is still playing. Yeah. Keeping him away. Again, just yeah, a long like, shot of his yes. face and ah. Oh, and as the metaphor Oh, goes, so much and, emotion in Yeah, face. and and it's and it, you know, it, it's it's that thing that film does better than probably even better than theatre, which is it can communicate wordless things, like masses with, with no yeah. words. And it does here, like it's because the music is in his head, he he has begun to have an inkling of the humanity and the suffering of these people, the yeah. people, the people suffering with these. Uh, and so we got to uh, the deposition the next day. Yeah. Um, 
Oh god, it's brutal. We've also missed. Oh, can I just say we've part of the legal thing we missed is. Uh, uh, Washington just starts just randomly asking people if they're gay. <laughs> yes! Yeah, and like, there's a scene where he basically just said, like, are you gay to uh, uh, the Josh from the West Wing? And um, he's like, what? And he just proceeds to call him every homophobic slur under yes. the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the judge's like, what the shit are you doing? And then he's just basically like, look, it's the unsaid thing. This is about, this isn't just about, discrimin- about yeah. discrimination. And there's a very very good line from uh, uh, the, the interaction between the judge and Denzel Washington where um, the judge says uh, in this courtroom we do not see um, race, colour, race, creed um, or sexual orientation and Denzel Washington says yes your honour but we don't live in this courtroom. Yeah, it's good. And that's a very nice line. Um, um, to begin, we start getting to the final closing bits. Um, yeah and it's the deposition. Tom Hanks is pulled up on stage. Yeah, he's not on stage. But pulled up to, to the deposition, he swears in, he goes up, and the first of all, the defense go up and they're interrogating him. They say, and Tom Hanks is very, is really suffering. He's barely cognizant. I I, I believe Denzel Washington goes up first and says, I can't remember, but basically I, lays out it, his case. Sure, a couple of things. Um, uh, but, but yeah, the, the main, part, the main is, part is is um, the defense cross examining him, and um, he's very, he's starting to breathe heavier he's he's struggling he's clearly quite ill this is shown very well oh, by the yes. uh whenever yeah, whenever you cut back to angles. a shot from tom hanks looking at the defense it's, it's the camera's completely yeah. skewed and it keeps on getting more it's, and more skewed it's important i'm sorry i, I, I shouldn't have skipped over it because i need to right, sorry, but it's uh in in the deposition from not the deposition in, in the kind of examination by uh by washington it comes out. He says, "You know, uh, why did you want to work here?" He said, "Because I love uh, my boss, my the, the main the main band guy." Um, I, I thought he, he he extols all his virtues. He's hardworking. He's adventurous. All this kind of stuff. I really wanted to work for him. He goes, "Yeah." And he said, "Did you ever tell your boss you were gay?" No. He went, "No." Oh yeah, yeah. This is and the important. And he goes, "You know why not?" He said, "Well, I, I had planned to, but one day I got invited down to the kind of to the gym club, the sports club. And we went and we were in the steam room, and everyone was there." And they were making jokes, and we kind of cut to the we cut to the scene, and Tom makes a joke about um, I think women or something, you know, <laughs> something like that, some kind of sexist thing, and so and his boss then goes, oh that's good, I got I got one, I got one, I got one. Um, how, I think the joke is uh, oh, we don't. It's a very homophobic it, joke. Homophobic. We don't even make the joke. It's not funny. It's not good. Yeah, it's a super homophobic joke. And he's like, yeah, well that's why I didn't want to tell him. And he said, how do you feel? He said, I'm relieved because I'm glad I didn't tell him. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. And then the the. Really, the subject of the cross-examination oh, is... Oh, God, is, can you see awful. a lesion from three feet away? Well, no, there's there's two aspects to it. Sure. There's firstly, oh, I, yeah, you're yeah. not a trustworthy person. Because you or, sex. Because uh, they basically go... Well, you knew AIDS was Yeah, how, how did you get AIDS? They probe them in and like and say, have you ever been to this cinema? What do they show at this cinema? Gay pornos, the men have sex at this uh, place. Cinema, yes. Have did you... you have sex yes. Cinema? Were you boyfriend? dating uh, or were you living with, with Antonio Banderas at the time? Yes. yes. Did you know what AIDS was? Yes. Which he says yes. And I'd he's, heard he's, of it. But we heard of it, we thought it was a gay play, but no one knew how it was transmitted, yeah. which is it's true. That's obviously how it proliferated for so long. People weren't looking at it and therefore it spread so yeah. far. Um, but basically their argument is you are a unfaithful person because you cheated on your partner right. and you're an untrustworthy you're person because you're because you yeah. you you contracted it yeah you had unprotected sex um, in a way and you could have you could have risked spreading it to your partner um, and then the second part of their disposition is hey I've got a mirror have you got any lesions on your face yes he says Yes, small yeah, one. Small one here. My it's ear. not. It's not as big as my other one. He's really struggling at this point. He's clearly almost hyperventilating, maybe yeah, even he, having he, a panic attack. Sure, he's um, and he, uh, they 
hold the mirror up to him and go, can you see this from three feet away? And basically saying, would our partner have been able to see it yeah. on your face from three feet away? And he goes, no. no. And he goes, but it wasn't... It wasn't, it wasn't as big. It, it wasn't as big. Um, and then the judge goes, okay, I think that's time for the day. Like, clearly, Tom sure. Hanks needs some time. And Denzel Washington goes, can I have five minutes of, of just of, uh, redirect? Sure. Um, and you should be a lawyer. You know all these words. Yeah, that's half the battle. Yeah, um, goodness sakes. Um, oh, don't talk to my parents. <laughs> they, they want me. If only. If only. Um, yeah. So, um, and Tom Hanks goes, "Yeah, no, I can do. I can do three more minutes." Sure. Uh, and he goes, "Do you have any lesions like that at the moment?" And he says, "Yes, I do on my chest." If it please the court, I would like um, so, uh, Andrew Beckett to take his shirt off. Uh, the um, Sure. The, no, the defence objects. He go. The judge goes. Nah, fuck you. Let's go. Um, and so we get a very powerful scene of him taking his shirt off. What I think is a very uh, interesting choice and effective choice is you see people's reactions before you see the lesions on his chest. Yeah. So you see people reacting to to just how debilitating this disease has been and how uh, much it has physically affected Tom Hanks. And then it cuts back to. Uh, his chest, which is just covered in much larger lesions than the one on his face, and similar to the one we would have seen on his face earlier. And- it's much darker, much more visible. Um, and he says, can you see these lesions? And he says, yes. Um, and that's basically the court case. Sort of. So the kind of next couple of things are um, Tom Max collapses, gets rushed into an ambulance. That's all we see him. The next time we go back to the court, there's an empty chair. Yeah. Um, he goes, uh, you know, uh, Washington goes up. And basically, uh, oh, he's cross-examining the um, the uh, partners at this point. That, yeah. That's what we get after after Tom Hanks' deposition. They start to cross-examine the partners. They all go. They 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 are clearly hateful people, but they go. No, I didn't fire him because of AIDS. But they they so clearly hate him because sure. he's gay. I mean, and, and you know, there's one scene where he says, "Okay, you know, you were in the navy to talk oh, to partners." Yes. yes. Um, what did you know? I mean, a bunch of men out of sea alone. I mean, there must have been some stuff going on. I mean, you're a bunch of young men, virile. Blah, blah, and he goes, says, well, yeah, we have one man like that. that. What happened to him? We beat the fuck out of him, basically. He and shoved his head down the toilet. Yeah. When after a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and then he, lo- he laughs that off and plays it to the jury, being like, <laughs> you never did that again. And it's like, fucking gross. Um, then we get the final man on the stand, which is uh, the man who we've seen before when he was Maybe, asked yeah. about um, yeah, yeah, whether yeah, yeah. he knew he yes. had AIDS. And he was sort of seemed hesitant. So he's asked again uh, on the stand, "Did you? could you tell? And he was like, I, I I had a I had a suspicion that there was something up. Uh, did you tell anyone? No, I didn't even tell. Bring it up with him before he got fired, and I will regret that for the rest of my life. And that's the end of the court case. The jury uh, get taken in. Obviously, Tom Hanks is no sure. no longer in the course, but the jury, jury get taken in. And a very odd thing. The jury. We see a shot of the jury. The guy basically says, "Would you send? What? Clearly, they thought he was. A, to, uh, yeah, yeah. Clearly, they thought he was a good lawyer. Why would you send a shit lawyer?" To test him out to your best case. case. So they're like, no, I don't buy it. And then, I don't know whether this is legally accurate, but they they... They say that uh, yeah, that that, that um, Tom Hanks um, or that the uh, the defence is guilty of, of discrimination and wrongful termination, and the jury decide the reparations. I think. Which is surely not how it should work. They just go, oh, we reckon it should be like five million. I'm like, what? I I think that. I, my understanding is this. My understanding I think was they get the guidance of the judge. I think yeah, the judge I always thought it was the judge on, on, on like how much it would normally be in this case, and they can then make a decision whether the thing is more or less. Well, we don't see that. Yeah, they judge that it's five million. Uh, Denzel Washington is very, very happy. 
Oh, everyone it, is happy. It, it ends up being like because it, it basically they they go through every single you know crime which has been made, and it's five million for one. It's like uh, you know it's uh, a couple hundred thousand for mispayments and health benefits. It's I think I think it ends up being like fifteen million or something. Yeah, it's a lot in terms of. Money. of um, Emotional damages and like yeah. negligence and just gross misconduct. Yeah. So um, Denzel Washington goes to hospital. Tom Hanks is still alive. Uh, Tom Hanks is still alive. Fortunately, um, he's looking very worse Ooh, for wear. He's he's, he's, he's in. Uh, he's got an oxygen mask on or whatever. Uh, Denzel Washington touches him for the first yeah. time. Uh, so like clearly a symbolism of like him having at least progressed in his pre- uh, prejudice. Um, and it's like everyone's really happy saying thanks, yeah. thanks to Denzel um, he bought a bottle of champagne bought him a bottle of champagne says I'll leave it on the side for you it's a very very sweet little moment between them uh, Denzel goes and then we get shots of every family member saying hey I'll see you tomorrow it's depressing as fuck because narratively you're looking at this and going Easy. they're not going to see him tomorrow he's, gonna he's definitely going to die that's what this narrative is setting up and at this point I was like Oh, I don't. Oh, I, I feel is it gonna if he's gonna die, it's gonna be so depressing. But like narratively, it makes sense for him to die. But also, it would be like, oh, what, it would be nice for them to subvert that expectation. But no, no, he uh, yeah. All the people say bye, and then Antonio Banderas is the last one left. Closes the door, and Tom Hanks goes, uh, "I'm ready," and he fucking dies, and it's so depressing. It's, uh, it, it, it's this, so this it's is, this is a this, sad movie. It's a devastating scene. It's, like all the people saying goodbye, like all most of them, like clearly, like trying to hold it together. Yeah. One of them just breaks down in tears. Some Hanks saying, "I'm ready." Oh, it's devastating. I made the mistake. I'm normally a cry, and I did. I did. I did cry in this film, but I was I was cooking at the same time, and I wasn't. I I honestly want to go back, be back and watch this movie again because I don't think I gave it the full attention I I should have. How? I know. Fucking Alexander. Right. The professionalism. No, I, How I, I, dare you? But it is, but even, even, even when, as I was chopping tomatoes. Um, <laughs> I thought you were chopping onions. No, no. Like, um, oh, yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I'm not a cryer. I don't, it's, it's, I don't cry because I'm an emotional husk of a human being. But yeah, this is just a devastating it's, scene. It's, and, and it's, it's really it, I mean, what it, uh, this sort of, well, well, okay, we'll breeze through because the, the, the final shots are the um, funeral. It's uh, yeah. a wake being held at his house. And I will say, Alexander, yeah. the end of this film is weird. I didn't like the end of this film. Okay. So Denzel Washington comes to... It's the house that we've already seen him at uh, the party, so it's nice to see him there again. And then we get shots of clearly oh, supposed to be a videos. young Tom Hanks, tone videos. And the last, like, two minutes are just, are just home videos of a child. Clearly supposed to be Tom Hanks. Now... Well, with, we'll with, get with Neil Young's Philadelphia song. With Neil Young's Philadelphia song, it's just a weird ending to me. I was like, why? Why is that the ending? We have no connection to young Tom Hanks. It's not really saying anything no, but, other than this man who died was once young, and here's a song by Neil Young. Yeah, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> it's just like Neil Young, but it's a, I, I, it was a weird. It, but it's not. It's the reason why. Yeah, I think is that it's not just that. So the scene, and importantly, so the, the, they're kind of having a wake at the house yeah. and stuff, and it's filled with families. Yeah, it's filled with uh, his brothers, his sisters, their kids. I believe that. I believe. Yeah. Josh, I believe not Josh Washington. Um, Des- Denzel Washington also brings his child along. Yes, and they're watching this video. And I think it's. I think what it's both saying is that these people who have been villainized for their lifestyle choices. I'm doing air quotation marks here. Uh, who suffered the the brunt of the effects of AIDS. 
Sorry, I'm getting really emotional. Um, no, not really emotional. I'm getting emotional. Um, were just children, like these children, right? And you don't. None of them. None of no. None of them chose to be gay. None of them chose to be discriminated against. None of them chose to have AIDS. And at one point, they were young and innocent and happy. And that's you know, in 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 the city of brotherly love, right? And that's. The, the greatest tragedy of all of this is that is that all of the, all of the hate and the discrimination and all these learned behaviors are are free of kids and that hopefully we can on children we can you know redeem ourselves uh, they fuck you up your mum dad i i completely see Sure. What you're saying but you doesn't read for me. Sure. Doesn't read Fair for enough. me. I was just weird. I was like, I have no connect. If we, if this was a film where we'd seen him when he was young, anyway, and then we were, it was almost a callback to that. Yeah. I could see that. It was like I have no connection to this child. It's just a child, and like, I, I think it's a bit. It, it's, it's a combination to me of, like, pandering's the wrong word, but like just, just overly in your face trying to make you sad and also like oh fuck i forgot my other point oh yeah overly in your face of trying to make you sad and also um no completely gone forgot my other point um but yeah it's just like why to me it was like why are they showing me this it's not connected to the film yeah i i I can appreciate that anyway Uh, oh yeah no that's what that was my point it's also like a bit like it's not making some profound point to be like we were all children once. That, that's no, not but, a profound point. It's not point even to make. that, right? Like it's it's that it is a site like it is a silent montage. So we do we do see him making home videos earlier on, and that like that's his life. He never gets to be old. Like he he will only ever be told to these kids. These kids will only ever know him through home videos. Yeah, is is I think that for me. Like I, yes, it's 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 I think it's meant to draw between in and out of the room. But yeah, sure. yeah. So anyway, let's talk about, uh, what we talk about yeah. The so the, uh, on the the thing I want to talk back on uh, sure. Tom Hanks dying is the, and the, and the reason it is so devastating and it, why it works narratively is because who fucking gives a shit about the 15 million like that yeah, that's that's that's, 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 that's not, what that's yeah. what it is it's like cool he got 15 million but he just it doesn't he he literally cannot use it he fucking dies yeah. and it doesn't stop him from having this disease and it doesn't stop him from having been discriminated against it's just like cool he got money great no one but fucking also, gives a shit that's why it's so devastating it's like on the high it's like oh but the high actually isn't anything there's a there's a bit earlier on in the film I think when it's I think in the very first bit when they kind of have that scene they kind of go out and they, the, the doors close and I think it's something along the lines of sometimes justice is carried out here or something along those lines and I think for him, it's not about the money. It's about the act of... Justice, rec- yeah, absolutely. It's about recognition. Absolutely. He let, he, narratively, he lets go because justice has been... Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a movie, man. Yeah, um, it's really fucking good. It's, uh, it's so fucking good. Tom it's Hanks, the best Tom Hanks film so far. Yeah, like, yeah easily. It's, it's, um, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's Tom, brilliant Tom Hanks is phenomenal in it. Like, in a role which... So Kramer... I keep, I keep your max in this essay and it's, it's sort of for me the touch point I think in, in relation to it's my argument against this feeling normally we argue against each other I think we're fairly similar on our feelings for this. yeah but <laughs> so, so you're so just bringing I'm, in I'm, dead Larry Kramer from the grave to be like angry fuck you Larry Kramer you're wrong no, no. But, <laughs> you can understand his argument he, so, so uh, to, on, to touch on it like Larry Kramer's vague arguments of it is like this movie it's underwritten Tom Hanks do, I th- he basically says Tom That's Hanks doesn't do anything in this movie yeah. like he uh, you wouldn't tell he was a gay man he just sits there and loses weight 
um, which is which said, is a very mean he, he thing of a very. I, good I will find the quote, but he literally says, um, "She wants to go to work." She, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so that's Larry Kramer's argument. Um, while you think of it, like yeah, Tom Hanks, I think does phenomenally in this film. Um, of course, in 2019 eyes, there are things that you could do better about this. It would be ideal if this was a gay man, a, a gay actor playing the gay character. But this is 2019 eyes for sure. 1993. And I... and also, you have to give uh, Tom Hanks credit. He did a lot of fucking research for this film. When in his um, yeah. uh, in his Oscar acceptance speech, he um, thanks uh, his teacher his drama teacher at school and his best friend from school uh, both of whom were gay men he says they were a huge inspiration for him he also spoke to a lot of AIDS survivors yeah. he did not out his no, 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 teacher no, no, in that this speech is, sorry, sorry, it's important to, it is, yes this is there, 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 is a, there is a myth that he outed his teacher well, in that speech people thought he did and to the extent where there is a film about someone who outs their gay teacher and they're because, but yeah, because someone in the, the audience the LA Times did it previously and he did ask his teacher explicitly whether or not he yes. referenced yeah. so and, uh, and his teacher said yeah you know what Like, I, I'm no longer working as a teacher sure. if I was still working I wouldn't I would probably still hide it, but I'm an old man now. I'm fine with that. Um, and yeah, like you could, if you do research on this, like he did a fuckload. He spoke to uh, AIDS activists. He spoke to AIDS survivors, AIDS sufferers, um, and did a lot of fucking research. He put in his legwork to a, he did sort of his first yeah. sort of De Niro esque uh, method method acting I, performance. So nowadays, and again, I, I think a lot of people go back and forth on this. There is some... I know uh, Dan Chris, who's an actor, who's a straight actor, who's played a lot of gay roles. He's straight recently that actually... Um, He's straight? He is straight. He's I did not know exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> but I said, look, I'm not going to take any more gay roles for a while because I feel I'm taking them from gay actors. And there is a, a kind of back and forth, as with lots of elements of representation and its depiction in film and all this kind of stuff, about uh, straight actors playing gay. It is important to... I think... I, I do believe that in the ni- year 1993, where there were very, very... Effectively no out straight male gay leading movie stars <laughs> do, you, do you want to read there were no out gay movie stars <laughs> sorry David <laughs> out gay straight gay, gay men <laughs> women dog <laughs> okay. um, that it wasn't a case where I think I would suggest that he is stealing a role from a, no. a, a gay actor because you know there weren't very many out gay actors no and, um, and I think the argument for representation is always better applied on a industry-wide basis yeah. and not an individual sure. basis. I also, and again, he's dead. I get it. He's also <laughs> widely... Go on, shit on Larry no, no, Kramer, baby! It's not that, but he, he, he takes... He gets really pissed off that it's very formulaic and stuff. Larry Kramer's prey, the normal heart, is almost perfect. There is one thing which I think I really I really doesn't land with me, and that's when the main character, who's a, he's sort of... And again, if I'm slagging off like his actual real-life experiences, I'm really sorry. If this, if this bit actually happened, I, w- I don't believe it did. Who, right before his partner died, the, char- the main character's partner dies. Yeah. They, the, the, the doctor who's been looking after them, who's been going to fight against it the entire time, marries the two of them, and then his partner dies instantly. Yep. And I hate that. I really <laughs> hate that. For a play which is so harsh and so angry that bit is so maudlin for me it, it, it really upsets me <laughs> um, and for a play which upsets me for like, it makes me angry for so many other reasons that bit I find and again please do write in and tell me I'm the shithead who's completely wrong because I'm sure I am but I, again if you like don't criticise people for being by the numbers if and again maybe that really did happen which case I feel like the world's biggest dick bag but um, I, I, I it, work, it works for me it works and yeah. again I'm clearly its target audience so like sure but the fact that like there wasn't another culturally significant this Christ this 
Um, Brookbank Mountain, I think, is, is probably the other massively uh, significant, like, cult- like cultural moment. Yeah. Uh, In terms of film, yeah. Like, sure. obviously, and then on like, stage, there's a lot more, there's like, as we, as we discussed, Angels in America comes out in yes. this year, and, and dealing with like, a very similar thing. see Angels in America. Which, like, there. yeah, but, like, I feel like those, 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 those two films are, tr- or those two pieces of art are trying to do different yeah, things. Yeah. Angels in America is very much trying to do a much more, like, yeah. visceral look at... Uh, the gay life experience sure. at that time. Even something as like, as uh, Dem Dem is that the Dem. direct like he that's not what he's trying to do. He is trying to expose this to as many people as possible and make the message as amenable, or maybe not as yeah. amenable, but more amenable to those people. No, and I, and I, that's a, that's a valiant thing to do, do. What do you want? I don't think you can. I I do, I do think actually uh, very sincerely that this film played a big part in the changing of people's thoughts on yeah. Gay men and also on AIDS. Absolutely, like, it was a culturally significant moment. I mean, you don't you don't really get a film, uh, really. And again, I'm very limited knowledge of like gay cinema in terms of the gay experience, which hits that kind of cultural peak of where it's sort of outside of this for a straight audience until something like Moonlight, which yep. is a fucking fantastic film. If you haven't seen Moonlight, do watch Moonlight. But it's a it's about uh, this man who's dealing with um, his internalized emotions towards his own homosexuality and stuff. It's beautiful. It's utterly fucking fantastic and but it is and it's very much made in and of itself almost in and of for itself for the people it's an entirely black cast it's about uh, this uh, African American man um, but this if for a film 1993 this film is I, I do I agree with the Daily Beast thing right like it is radical it is yeah absolutely it is for the, for the, for the time absolutely is, hugely risky film to make and hugely successful in, in the way they did could it do better yes absolutely should have done better yes is it still for what it was fucking great yeah, yeah. don't let 2019 like don't let 2019 standards break yeah. down something that was very or, very true. radical for the time or conversely the fact that in 2019 we still don't have very much stuff which is better than this no um, which is depressing as fuck hey people make more stories but if you're whatever we need more stories about um, LGBT love um, and suffering and experience um, yeah like the fact the fact that in 2019 we can't we can't really like other than Brookbank Mountain and I guess Moonlight those are the two last Massive, even Moonlight was a was a le- less made us money than yeah, yeah those two films. Won the Oscar, but won the Oscar, but I mean, yeah, it was a hurt locker experience. Of I think didn't make a fuck ton of cash. No. Um, um, so yeah, like just before we move on to ratings, but yeah, the, this film is just brilliant. It's well, it's extremely well shot. I think the choice to uh, break the mold and do the shots down the the looking down the camera works very very well. We've sort of touched on it. Denzel was as well as Tom Hanks being good. Denzel Washington is phenomenal in this film. Yeah. Like, he's playing a very, very difficult horrible. character. Yeah, like, a, a horrible person and a difficult character with, that has to show so, so mm. much through subtext and just facial emotion. Sure. Like, there's, there's, you know, two or three scenes which are made on just cutting back to Denzel Washington and he says nothing but you are reading everything in his eyes and he's phenomenal in it. And, I, like, honestly, I would say... I reckon he outacts Tom Hanks in this, and Tom Hanks ends up winning the Oscar. Oh yeah, um, the fact this the the one piece Christian I do agree is Tom Hanks is it, not really the leading no. role in this. Um, he's he sadly is probably the supporting role in a film about AIDS. That's a fair criticism. Um, the the lead role is is it is it is two hander, but of which the one hand is slightly bearing more yeah, of the narrative. Than, but that's uh, almost arguably due to the narrative to, itself. Yeah, like it's, it, the it's the story he, they're choosing to tell is the court scene yeah. um, 
And oh, baby, do I love a courtroom drama. Oh, courtroom oh, drama's great. Oh, so Go good. Um, as, as a huge fan of the uh, series uh, American Crime Story, uh, the O.J. Simpson trial, oh, I was getting some, oh, so good. So so good. Right. Um, ratings. Oh yeah, this is fucking five. Like this so, film. This film's for five. For people who don't know, we rate actually wait. Fuck no, I wasn't going to give it a five. Oh fuck, I'm giving it a four point five. I'm giving it a four point five because I think I, the ending annoyed me. I didn't. I, the ending didn't stick for me. I thought the ending was, eh. So I'm giving it a four point five. Right, okay. Um, I fuck just, you. No, no, just for people who uh, don't know, we give ratings on of the uh, film out of five. Tom Hanks' performance out of five. The Tom Hanks dick meter out of five, and then decide whether it goes in our Hanks sure. bank. I am um, giving this four point five. I've given things five, so I'm going to give it a six. Um, I, I, no, I know, but I, honestly, like, honestly, I'm going to get to some stupid numbers. I think, yeah, we're, we're just going to start giving 18s at some point. <laughs> Someone going to be like, it's infinite. Toy Story 3. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Ah, fuck it. I'm giving it five. There we go. It's, uh, a, it's a mean dropping of point five. Um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I'll give it a five. It's just a really yeah, fucking good it's film. A good movie. I, yeah, um, I really enjoyed watching it. I considered yeah. watching it again today if I had enough time, but I didn't. I, I may possibly watch it again soon. Yeah. I, go out and watch it. Yeah, go out and watch it. We probably, probably should have said at the beginning, don't listen to us ruin the whole fucking plot for you. <laughs> go watch this fucking ah, film. It's fine. We, 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 uh, except, Isn't that except, the whole concept except, of this podcast? Except for that one moment where Jamie channeled the spirits of... Uh, uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington. Like, uh, you know, we didn't touch on the performances. No. But, um, okay, so Tom Hanks out of five... <sighs> Is this when I give him? No, no. This is. I'll, I'll give him just a five. I don't think. I, I don't think this is a six. I think I, think I gave him a six and something else. I don't think I did actually. I think I give him a five. Yeah, it, like he, he, like he put in the work. The the effort he did to lose all the weight like works really well. He like sure. He just yeah. he just looks like the a only, dude in fucking pain. The only thing, the only reason why I wouldn't give him a six is <laughs> we rate out of five. No, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> but the six is like, oh my god, blows blows the soul. And I just don't think narratively, like, unfortunately, the the film doesn't put enough weight on him. And also, Denzel Washington's maybe giving a better performance in the corner. Yeah. Um, okay, that gives us a dick meter. And you know what? This might be the first I'm not sure if I could give a negative dick I think I, I, think, t- I think we've said you can give negative dick oh cool um first negative dick I'll, yeah well, I'll, it's tough to know the scale because yeah, I'm not sure where it goes from here I'm yeah, going to ne- start with like a negative I'm going to give negative Two. I, I think I'm going to go negative one. Sure. Um, we, we, he's, we're, he's our numbers he's, are becoming even more pointless oh, no, than no, they are previously. But um, no, he's, he's fucking incredible in this. Yeah. I wonder if this is where, you know when people talk about the innate goodness to Tom Hanks' performances, and up until now, the dick meter suggested that's not a yeah. thing. I think that this is maybe where it starts. I mean, this is just inherent, just across the board yeah. a huge transitionary film for Tom Hanks yeah it's it's amazing uh, he's really good his character's really good uh, Dick Meter film yeah yeah minus two you're going minus two I'm going yeah. minus one cool oh, oh, it's real tough ow is, is this going in your Hanks I just don't oh. yeah Jamie <laughs> it's going in my Hanks bank oh is this going in my Hanks bank oh is it going is it gonna go in my hang? I just, I just don't know. Al is the best film we've watched so far, and the best Tom Hanks performance so far. Gonna go, but then again, Al, you know the ending is a bit naff. He wasn't in the ending. 
What? He wasn't in the ending. He wasn't in the ending. A young Tom Hanks was. I don't. I did. I was actually uh, thinking. Um, I, I had not actually Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I was. I, when I was watching, that, I was like. Did they just find actual videos of Tom Hanks when he was younger? But no, it's a, it's a, just a real child, no, sadly. Really. And you know what? The fact that they didn't go to the effort of getting actual home videos of Tom Hanks as a child, like, oh, is that worthy of going in a Hanks bank? You know, like, does it live up <laughs> to the... This Alexander, does it live up to the heights of, you of know... What, volunteers? Of volunteers or Joe versus the volcano. You know, you know what? You're right. If only alongside uh, Denzel Washington being homophobic, um, Tom Hanks just made some Asian jokes. <laughs> Solidly... <laughs> In yeah, it would have made it better. Yeah, this is going to be my Hanks Bank. God, yeah, this is our longest episode. Yay! It's got our Hanks Bank, double Hanks Bank. Woo! Woo! Um, with that, as always, you can follow us at Hanks Bank Pod and at JBP Locks and at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. We would love you to talk to us. We like people talking to us. If you were, if you were born in 1994, that's when we're reviewing next week. Hit us up. We'll do it in our historical context, although we won't do it next week because, of course, next week it is our historical context test for 1993. Hopefully next week I will also get my fucking birthday present So tune in for that Um, If you've not watched any of the things We've reviewed so far Watch this next one. week. Well, watch this one. But next week, we're reviewing the Bruce Springsteen music video, Streets of Philadelphia. That's four minutes of your time, maybe a little bit longer. If you can't do that, well, you're committing an hour and a half to listen to this. So really, you should ratten up your time a little bit better. So yeah, you know, watch that music video. Send us in some French thoughts and we'll talk about it. Send us in a French thought. You know, if, just be nice to me. That would be nice. Send us in a French thought if you were born in 1994. I was born in 94. Oh, fuck. You're... <laughs> well, yeah, well we, might, we might come up with something new to do for 1994. We, we, I don't know if he... I think he only releases two... Toy Story. I think it's one other thing in... 19, maybe two other things in 1994 Toy with Story. Streets of Philadelphia. Toy Story. Apollo 13 is soon. Apollo 13. We get, well, I mean, as we say, we, he, he starts that, to, he starts I, to I finally think, say no. I think the film run is... Oh, no, it's Forrest Gump. For, it's, it's, because yeah, he, it's Forrest Gump's 94, sorry. Yeah, Forrest Gump's 94. That was the Oscar, and again, he wins... Yeah, he wins the Oscar back to back. It's Makes, fucking right, insane. Keep all my facts fair. Uh, <laughs> let's... All right, all right, Jamie. Come on, do your thing. This film's broken. All right! We sat through a movie which emotionally broke us. Now I will emotionally break you. Please steal your friends' phones and download this. Please tweet about us. If you go on Facebook and you tweet your message out on the Facebook machines, that'd be great. Go to Mark Zuckerberg and be like, hey, Zooks, promote this podcast. Uh, that'd be good too. Um, you know what? Also, go watch the movie Pride. That's a really good film. I like that too. <laughs> It's obviously also about, you know, uh, HIV, but also about minors and the UK, and it's great. Yeah, Toy um, Story's 95. The only other thing in 94 is Forrest Gump. Right. So we won't have time oh, to do a Jimmy, 1994 quiz. We haven't done a late night recording in a while, and this is broken. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is now 9.30. And this is well past my bedtime. Right. We have All kept right. dear Alyssa quarantined upstairs for, oh, an hour and a half now. So we should get out of here. Love you, Alyssa. I love you too, Alyssa. No response. She's clearly she's, she's clearly we're either dead we're dead to her oh, she's or she's dead. just got or oh, she's dead. We should we should probably go check on your girlfriend, Alyssa. Al. So for me, Jamie. Oh, what are, what are you going to say? Something? Goodbye. No, for me, Jamie, my co-host Al, who's running upstairs to check on his girlfriend. That's one more ep in the bank. <laughs>